0: It seems such a short bit of Bible passage that was read to us, you know, it was kind of, Dave was up and back within a few minutes, and yet those few words have major repercussions on all of our lives, don't they? And I think it was slightly ironic that I was preparing this about honouring your parents and not exasperating your children right over half-term, when I was trying to work with my children all around me, and there was a fair bit of exasperation going on in our household. We all know that it's good for children to listen and honour their parents. When things go well, they go brilliantly in families, don't they? We've had some brilliant days over half-term where it's been really fun in our house. Chloe has listened to what I've said. She's got on with it. We've been able to do all sorts of exciting things together. And everything's gone brilliantly. Until about half past five in the evening, when suddenly the will to obey has, has somehow left my dear Chloe. It all starts with big sister wanting to cuddle little sister but little sister not being quite so keen. And so poor Flo is screaming at this rather excitable cuddle from a four-year-old, at which point you can picture the scenario, particularly all the many faces from Happy Tots who know my little Chloe. No, no, I'm not. I want to give her a cuddle. And then there's Flo screaming and screaming. So it's This is your warning, Chloe. Please stop squeezing your sister. And then, now, Chloe, you need to sit on the naughty step. I've told you ten times now not to squeeze your sister. And to use a biblical phrase, there was then weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth as she goes off to the naughty step. By seven o'clock, everybody is happy that it's then bedtime. Was that anybody else's half-term experience or, or just mine? <laughs> Honouring your parents seems so simple. And we all know that when, we, when it goes right in families, it's brilliant. But what does that mean? What does it mean to honour your parents? Well, I found a definition that said to treat them with the deference, respect, reverence, kindness, courtesy and obedience that their station in life demands. But that means different things at different stages of life, hence the the kind of picture showing that. When you're little, it does mean listening to your mum and dad, listening to what they say. When you're a teenager, It still means listening to what they say, but it it grows, doesn't it? As as you form your own picture of the world, it's realising that mum and dad, yeah, they don't know everything, but they still know quite a bit and need your respect. As you get to be a young adult and doing your own thing, it's making sure you still include your parents, that you don't cut them off when you're off living your exciting life, that they're still a part of the picture. And as you get older, it means coping with them in an older age. don't know about you, but my parents love them to bits. But as they get older, they've become like caricatures of themselves. It's like all the funny little ways that they've always, always had, kind of like condensed and multiplied. And they become, they're as they always were, but kind of more so somehow. Sometimes that's good, sometimes it's interesting. But honouring your parents, looking after them, caring for them when they get older and frailer and can't do all the things that they used to do. When you get that role reversal, around my age you get the role reversal where they have always looked after you and now actually you are the one that needs to look after and care for them and look out for their welfare. So why? Why should we do this? Well, the Bible says that if you do that, you will live well and have a long life. I don't know about the long life, but I can see that life could be cut short if it got too horribly wrong. But to live well, that's what we want, isn't it? That's what all of us want, is to live well, to be happy, to get on with those around us and have a good time as we come together. And actually, as we honour our parents, however old we are, that all helps us to live well and be happy together. But mother knows best. Mother knows best. That's a hard thing, isn't it? It's a hard thing. And it's not simple. Because actually... When you look at this example, mother-mother didn't know best. She was trying to control Rapunzel for her magical powers and didn't know best. She didn't do the right thing by her daughter. And actually, it's a two-way process, parenting. It's about doing the right thing by your kids as well as them listening and cooperating with you. In the Bible verse, verse 4 said, don't exasperate your children. This is the bit I found hard over half-term, the not exasperating them bit. It says, don't come down hard on them. So often, in my household, conflict is often partly my own fault. I got this on, uh, on Facebook this week. And you look at this, and you see the dad... Is mad with the little boy. Look at that mess. Go and tidy it up straight away. I'm sure we can all relate to that. However, the bottom picture... It. Up you get, flow. The bottom picture shows it from a different perspective. The little boy is trying to show his dad... It's not a chest of drawers with rubbish on top. It's a pyramid with a great statue and a den. Look, there's lions and bears, there's a slide, even a spaceship. So often, as parents, we don't take the time to listen to our children. We don't take the time to see things from their point of view. And actually this was my challenge this week, looking at this. I mean the, the children honouring me, well obviously. But actually the thing that's challenged me this week was that second verse, don't exasperate your children. So often we make things worse because we don't take that time to listen and understand from their perspective, to see things through their eyes. So what can we do? We always get it wrong. And as we've just had the confession that Matt was talking about, that actually we do need forgiveness. And I think that's one of the biggest Christian messages, is that actually it's good to forgive. In our family, we have to forgive each other most nights for something that's happened in the day. But all of that messiness of our lives gets in the way of us and God as well. And that's why God sent Jesus... Jesus took on the punishment for all of us so that we could come before God without all that baggage of our own lives. I like watching Super Nanny, partly because it makes me think, okay, I'm not doing that bad. Partly because it gives you quite good tips. But it strikes me with things like when she gives them time out. Yes, they get that punishment, but at the end... You get, the cu- <coughs> you get the cuddle. You know, at the end of their time out, they come back, they get a hug, they get a chance to apologise and say sorry, and to talk about how to make it better. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's about knowing, learning as families to forgive one another, learning how to say sorry, how to make it right. And that's one of the reasons why we bring children to baptism. Because we want to do it right. We love our kids. We want to do the right thing by them. Little Tommy, we want him to grow up to be a good man, to know what it is to be loved, to be able to love himself and grow up to have his own family one day. And that's why we come today. We recognize it's not easy to do that on our own. We struggle. We don't always get it right. We need help. And that's why we come for baptism. We're part of a bigger picture. We come to say, actually, God, let me give you my family. Help us, because we want to do this well. We want to do the right thing. And God is here. God is here in the community. As a church family, we also make promises to you. We make a promise to Tommy today, and we make a promise to Corbin Flynn if he comes, that we'll be here for them. We'll be here for them as a church, and that's why we do things like our messy church that we have next week, where kids and parents can come together and have fun, do all sorts of weird and wonderful activities. There's going to be some good stuff. I'll tell you about that at the end. But chances to come and be together, kids and grown-ups, to learn about God, to walk together on that journey of faith, to keep the promises that we make today, and to take by the hand and lead in the way of the Master, as the Bible reading said. That's what we want to do for you today. So let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for families. We thank you for the love that you give us, that you teach us so much to our families. Help us as kids to honour our parents, to do the right thing by them, to love them, to listen to them, to be kind and generous to them. Even when that's really hard, Lord, help us. But Lord, help us who are parents not to exasperate our children. But help us to take that time to sit and listen to them, to see the world through their eyes so we can understand. Help us to help them to know you, that we can be on a journey together to find out more about you. And as we let you into our lives, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to bless us and encourage us and bring really good things to our families. Amen.